Sometimes we can look at the early church described in the book of Acts and think that it was something of a perfect church, but within a very short period of time, the early church had its set of challenges. Like every organization, there are always oversights and issues that slip through the cracks. But a good organization will do its best to address those oversights and try to stop things from slipping through the cracks. There was a group of people within the early church that was not being ministered to. They were being overlooked. And in many respects, you might be able to suggest that this was more of a cultural problem than anything else. There were at least two different groups within the early church at this point. There were the Christians that came from a Hebrew Jewish background, and then there were the Christians that came from a Hellenistic or Greek Jewish background. And there were cultural differences among these two groups. Among those that grew up as Jews from a Hebrew heritage, they had a long tradition of honoring their parents and providing for those within the community that might not be provided for, those that could slip through the cracks. Those were often identified as the foreigners, the fatherless, and the widows. And they were taken care of within Hebrew society, or there was an expectation that they would be taken care of. But it seems as though those Jews that came from a Greek culture didn't have the same set of expectations. They didn't have the same safety net. So within the early church, there was a group of Christian widows that were Jewish, but from the Hellenistic community of Jews, and they were not being taken care of. The scriptures say, in those days, when the number of the Christians was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. So what do you do when there is an area that's been overlooked? Who do you appoint to deal with it? The leaders called the people together and commissioned them to deal with this problem. They said to them that you're going to select a group of people. Seven seems to be a good number of people that you're going to select. And then we will appoint them to this task. So what are the criteria? Well, here's the criteria for the selection. Three important things. Seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit, and full of wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Three important criteria. They need to be of good reputation. They need to be spirited, have the right kind of spirit, and they need to be full of wisdom. Of good reputation seems pretty straightforward. What is the report of this person? What do others say about them? Would they have a good rating on Yelp? Are they the kind of person that others would endorse or recommend? To have a good report, one cannot be anonymous. They have to be known by the community. They have to be a known commodity. This is a challenge in our context because so often our interactions with people are brief and we don't live lives that are closely connected or easily observable. We live very privately, but that may not be the best. The second thing that what they were to look for was that these leaders were to be full of the Holy Spirit. This can be a challenging one because what does it even mean practically? It can be a little opaque. And in some circles, the one that is full of the Holy Spirit is the one that is the most charismatic and exuberant. So what does it really mean practically to be full of the Spirit? The barometer here is what the New Testament describes as the fruit of the Spirit. The evidence that someone is full of the Spirit isn't that they are excited or excitable or extravagant in their charismatic expressions. The evidence of love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, 
goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Those are the things. So the early Christian leaders said, look for people that have a reputation of being patient and kind, joyful, gentle, and self-controlled. And finally, they said, look for people that are full of wisdom. The people that not only know things, but they know what to do with what they know. In fact, they may not even really know all the things, but they know how to apply knowledge in such a way that knowledge becomes profitable. These are the qualifications to look for in a would-be leader. Show me a person that has a reputation for wisdom and the evidence of the right kind of spirit, and I'll show you a person that will do well with responsibility and authority. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.